Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. The Matchball 30 sponsored by Calidus, leading consultants in health and safety, project management, asset management, environmental services and training. Visit wearecalidus.com for more information. The match ball. Welcome to the show. It's Dan, Michael, and Moscow with you on the match ball 30, where we're taking a game by game journey 30 years on through the 1991 1992 season. Luton Town, the destination today. Wow. Look at it. Such glamour. The surroundings. Um, but not before we've dealt with um, Everton. Now, last week at Ellen Road, you would have seen that we went top of the league. Over 30,000 people there. We went over to Goodison through the week. 25,500 there to watch us win 4-1 in the League Cup to progress to round number five. That feels like a, a long way. And the cup competitions were really our Achilles heel last season when it came to our title challenge. So it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? We're out the ZDS though, so that helps. And uh, it's a good marker of um, form and interesting that we can rack up these uh, 4-1 wins away from home more easily than the the 1-0 wins at home. We mentioned last week that Everton had been, they'd won three in a row without conceding a goal before coming to Elton Road and so it was very tough. We had, it was the 87th minute when Rod Wallace finally got us the winner. This time, four goals, two in a minute from Wallace. Happy days. Easy as. Absolute pushovers. Uh, this, uh, him Everton running run. at them. Yeah, him, him running at them seems to have caused them all sorts of nightmares, particularly that one with Neville Southall who just sort of leaps at him like a, I don't know, a bad salmon. Is Neville Southall having a bit of a Becoming a bit of a Simon Tracy against us, he seems to always do something a bit mad. I mean, there's the obviously the uh, the game last season where he just was sat against the goalpost. We saw him coming for Strachan's high cross and missing it. Comes out for one on this and misses it. He's a bit I don't know. I mean, Everton are defending with an incredibly high line. They're trying to play the offside trap basically on the halfway line, what like what we do, and he's just left exposed quite often. I think the uh, the one where he comes dashing out to Wallace. I don't know what else he would. Um, what other option he had, but because of where the ball ends up, Wallace just nods it past him, but Southall's already out the penalty area, so he can't catch it, he can't do anything about it, he's just flying through the air um, pretty uselessly. Uh, worth just noting, in the context of what happened last week, which was Fairclough getting sent off, he wasn't suspended for the midweek game, the suspension for that doesn't kick in until the middle of December with the Spurs game, so we were effectively full strength. Also, the, the suspension for that is an absolute scandal. Well, and the referees are cheap. I was just going to say... It's a London bias, and they're all scum, and I hate them. <laughs> My slight worry was that we're playing a full-strength side in, in like these midweek games, and we just don't want to burn out like we did last season. It was Lukic Still and Dorigo, Batty, Fairclough, White, Strachan, Wallace, Chapman, McAllister, Speed, with, again with Hodger McClellan on the bench, so exactly the same lineup again. I, I, mean, I might 
need to apologise to Rod Wallace for saying he was a sick note waste of money earlier in the season because he does now seem quite good. John Lukic, however, he was a waste of money. What's he doing with with their first opening goal? Pathetic. I mean, it was kicked really, really hard. I know, but put it to Atavel, the side. Put the Atavelt smack in it. Put it to the side. He just instead palmed it sort of straight Sa- up in the air. He saves it because he saves it over his own head. He's kicked it so hard, his hands just go back. But he's a keeper, it's his job to have more rigid hands than Which that. Which just says how, like, how hard Atavelt must have kicked that ball because Lukic doesn't normally mess up like this, does he? So, yeah, I think you, you give it to Atavelt for a really, really hard shot. Well, let's deal with the, the red card thing then, first of all. Leeds, they're not happy about this. A three-game ban, that's ridiculous. It's going to basically run us right up to and including Christmas or thereabouts. Well, that's one part of it. The other part of it is that the referee, Tony Ward, the London-based official, put in his report that he sent Fairclough off for violent conduct. Okay. Kicking an opponent. He didn't kick him. Well, I mean, he did. He didn't. In, he the, fa- in, the, initial, in the initial foul. But yeah, that's, that's not, not what, what he sent him off that's for. That's not what he sent him off for. It's something Ward kicked Fairclough. Yeah. And then Fairclough slaps him. Yeah. Right. So he does not. So, so it's either the foul then, or he's got it completely wrong. But it, it's not the foul because he would say he was sent off for the foul, not violent conduct, kicking an opponent. That's not a foul. So he's, he's balls that up then, hasn't he? Yeah, he's completely invented it. And um, Wilkinson and Gary McAllister are both saying that the video, which quite clearly shows what happened, that Fairclough did not kick him, should be used in uh, Fairclough's defence. Wilkinson says uh, the FA use video evidence to put players down. Quite brutal. Take him to the vet. Gordon Strachan's uh, (laughs) go over Rainbow Bridge. Probably why he's looking so uh, fit and hearty. But uh, John McClelland maybe needs to keep his pace up on the the videos. So surely Wilkinson continues. It would be only fair to allow players to use it in their defence if they feel they've been wrongly dealt with. And Fairclough says himself as well. He says I fouled Ward. He kicked out, so I punched him. Uh, No. Oh, that's what he meant to say I pushed I fouled, him I fouled Ward he kicked out so I pushed him back down again with the palm of my hand he slapped him mm. because I sensed there might be a confrontation but I didn't kick him I like that he just preempted it it's like I just thought I'd end it before it began yeah is all he's saying he was. It looked like he was going to deck me so I got in there first getting the first punch Chris Verkler well do you know the difference with this because there was kind of that sense that oh, hang on a second there's been a bit of bad blood here because it was quite a fractious game at Ellen Road that it might spill over into this League Cup game at Goodison. But actually, it was okay. And do you know why? It's because we had a good old-fashioned Northern ref from Whitley Bay. Ken Redfern was in charge of this one. And his London-based nonsense. A more sensible approach yes. from a man, of the, a man of the northeast. So yeah, we're through to the quarterfinals. A really good attacking performance, I thought, at Goodison. 5,000 travelling fans as well, which is always nice when, uh, when you're singing songs and having a, a laugh at the game. And we got through comprehensively. It was good. Yeah, and it was um, strong teams from... Uh... Both clubs, the League Cup is uh, definitely worth winning. Um, trip to Wembley and uh, as Sheffield Wednesday found out last year, a, a chance to beat Scum, which um, helps too. So um, good to uh, to keep the momentum going. And you can't really complain about another 4-1 away win against another good first division team. Let's have more of those. And two kennel were thrown then and the same lineup for the third game on the bounce. Third game in a week, effectively, that we played the same team. Uh, Lukic, Sterling, Dorigo, Batty, Fairclough, White, Strachan, Wallace, Chapman, McAllister, Speed with McClelland and Hodge on the bench again. So it is man for man the same, isn't it, that one? Um, Luton, Steve Sutton with his spectacular tash, Trevor Peake, Julian James, Richard Harvey, John Dreyer, Paul Telfer, Mark Pembridge, Chris Kamara, Brian Steen, 
Scott Oakes and Mick Harford with Jamie Campbell and David Priest on the bench. Managed by David Pleat, Luton Town. And gone, gone crawling back there, hasn't he? After Spurs got rid of him. He has. Yeah, they're yeah. not the... Uh, they're Dro- not drove being... slowly from Spurs to, uh, we, we get, to yeah. Luton, etc. Like, yeah. Yeah, they're not the Luton you would have uh, feared from his, his first spell when they were getting to uh, League Cup finals and winning them. Mm. Um, but some, uh, even the, the kind of quality and uh, danger of Mick Harford and obviously the experience we know about with Chris Kamara, then uh, good young players coming through like Mark Pembridge and Paul Telfer, uh, up and coming young starlet in defence. So uh, it's a, is it's he, a play, bit is of a he mix. playing centre back in this game, Paul Telfer? Or is he on the right wing? I think he's uh, he's in defence. You wouldn't put it. You wouldn't put Paul Telfer on the the right wing. He's a he's a defender all day big, long. A big towering man like that. Although he's probably still uh, young enough to adapt. Maybe at this stage, Paul Telfer they can do anything they, they want with him. But it's not really working for them in the the league. A good team on paper, terrible team on plastic. They're not great. They're bottom. They're going to go down. They've won twice all season. And Chris Kamari gets his first game against us since he he departed Ellen Road earlier in the season, and he sets the tone. Opening minute by uh, giving Chris Fairclough a boot. No that, friends in football. No friends. And Strachan does nutmeg him later in the game as well, which you do wonder. No friends in football. If it was something he was aiming to do right from the off. It's <laughs> like, I'm going to put Chris in his place here. Turns out they were harder to break down than we first thought, though. Um, despite their league position, they, they had a good game against us. They were tough. Well, Mick Harford's playing, isn't he? And he is about as tough as you're going you're gonna to get in a player. So, um, yeah, he put one just wide. Um, and then Lukic tipped another one over. So they were they were causing us more problems than they probably had any right to do. And you know Kamara, although we got magged by Strack and he wasn't going to make it easy in midfield just for pride and also for a laugh. I'm sure he would have loved to come off the pitch and just enjoying how many times he'd, uh, he'd gone for a 50-50 with Batty or McAllister. I thought midfield were good today. Batty doing well and a speculative shot, 30 yards. Mm. Had a couple. He had one in the second half as well. I don't know what was um, what was wrong with him. I don't know if he had some sort of personal bet with Kamara as well that he was going to score. But um, oh, the Chris had managed to wind him up about not scoring. That Batty was trying to prove him wrong. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, why not? Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. And into the second half, you suspect maybe at halftime that Wilco's had a little word with them and said, up your game, and we come out of the blocks at the start of that second half because we've got three corners there in the opening minutes of the half. Yeah, not all our way though. I mean, their own sort of Gordon Strachan rip-off in midfield. Mark Pembridge, he, he got through and had uh, a shot that he dragged, well, he dragged it across the face of goal. He didn't even need saving in the end. But mm. still, it felt like it felt like they were in it, which was a bit of a shame. Just needed patience, didn't it? We started pushing them back. Speed had a shot and um, Batty had his other shot. 20 minutes to go. It was about time we... Uh, we put the game to bed and did. Yeah, I mean, we noticed them starting to drop deeper and deeper, didn't they? As we got a grip on that midfield. And uh, Batty with the throw. They were halfway to Bedford. Uh, he gets a throw. It's in the uh, the attacking left-hand corner, Batty. And then it's uh, flicked on at the near post by Lee Chapman. Not the sort of thing you see Leeds doing normally, is it? Etc. Uh, and then there's another. It's a, a coming together in the area, isn't it? Where, where everyone's trying to jump for for the flick on. I mean, um, Chris, Chris White flicks the ball on. 
Gary Speed flicks Chris White's head on <laughs> uh, a second after it. But as it goes backwards, Wallace again just emerging to twat it into the top corner. And again, both of his feet off the ground with this one as well. It looks like they are. He kind of sort of skipping in through the air as he as he half volleys it in. And again, a really great snapshot finish, isn't it? He just appears from nowhere and just rockets the ball in the top corner. And it, again, there are people on the line kind of and in the box just looking, thinking, oh, we've, we've got a fair chance of blocking this. But no, it just... You've not. Absolutely screams in. You're not. It's going in. Five goals, five consecutive games now. He's... Uh, He's on form, this uh, can't score, waste of money that you described earlier in the season, Michael Normanton. Look, now he's got his legs put back together. Okay, he's doing all right. I'm, I'm willing to give him some credit. You're giving him a pass now, are you? Mm. Just a pass. I was I was pining for Shutty earlier in the season, but yeah, okay, he does seem an upgrade. And you uh, mentioned that I've had it coming from a, a set piece before that we, you know, how many times we've seen the Chapman flick on from a long throw or a corner, but this was the sort of game where having that to rely on, that, you know, it's been a bit tough. Kamara's being a bit of a knob. Um, Harford's got his pointy elbows out. Luton are quite difficult to break down. Horrible little stadium. Horrible little place. To be able to rely on, all right, Bats, sort this throw out. Get it on Chappie's head because we know what we're doing here. Got it very much into our realm. And uh, once the first goal was scored, let's have another one. Yeah, within two minutes, game done, dusted. Across from Sterling, deep on the right. We know he can hit him. I mean, even before that, Talking about another side to Wallace's game, uh, battling to win the ball up just on the edge of their penalty area. He sees it's um, some misplaced passes, Luton are panicking, and Wallace is in there to tackle and uh, give it to Sterling. And um, Gary Speed, so that first touch that he kind of has, he sort of drifted between the centre-backs, but his first touch takes him a little bit away from goal, and being so heavily left-footed, you don't expect him to put it in like he does. Bloody hell, he puts it in. He can do everything, Gary Speed. He just doesn't, he doesn't want to show off and use his right foot all the time, but... He can do. Yeah, he kicks this really hard. <laughs> he can kicks it really hard straight into the net. That's good. good. The way that he gets his body over it, his body shape is absolutely brilliant. Isn't it? And yeah, he's, he's running off the the left side across the penalty area, and um, yeah, the control. His first touches with his right foot as well. Spin, twat, goal. Top of the league, and we're running rampant at this point. We could have uh, had a third with ten minutes to go. Chappy disallowed for offside. That's what happens when you're pacey. You, you got a, <laughs> the linesman can't always can't keep up with the yeah, movement. Yeah, yeah. It's just a blur. <laughs> I think he was on. But yeah, we are, we are top. And as we were saying, it was it was one in midfield this eventually. When midfield got a grip of this as the game wore on, pushed them back. And um, 2 0 victory, top of the league, batty man of the match. Yeah, we were saying um, Chris Kamara might have wanted bragging rights at the end of this game, but it's batty who got the, the champagne that he clearly would have regarded as an outrageous extravagance. Wilco, manager of the month. Again, more champagne. More champagne. A Jeroboam of champagne, which sounds like more than one bottle. I presume that's at least, what, three is Jeroboam? Because a Magnum's two. This is one massive bottle, isn't it? Yeah. But it's a the, really the, big bottle. They worked out by capacity. I mean, mm. I, I could get our, you know, we've got the encyclopedia over there on the library shelf. Yes. If you don't mind, I could go over and just check it and flick through it. And it's four times larger. I've just, uh, just while you were that. talking about it, oh, I went and got it done. Didn't even spot your move. Well done. It was amazing. <laughs> It's uh, four times larger than an ordinary bottle. So a quadruple four bottle of bottles of champagne. And the thing is, it's really difficult to keep your champagne fresh once you've opened it. So if you've got four bottles in one, once you've opened it, you've got no choice but to finish it, have you? Yeah. So it's just encouraging drunkenness. Mm. And Wilco, I think he's, he prefers uh, red wine, for what I can, can uh, gather. I think he Not likes that fizzy it. nonsense. He likes to invite Dave Bassett round, doesn't he? And they'll open a, a glass of red together and listen to Barbara Streisand and talk about 
banging it long to a big man. <laughs> well, um, it, I don't it, know well, what he's going to do with the four bottles fill, of champagne. He can fill his wine cellar up Moscow because he's also been given a check for two hundred and fifty pounds along with this uh, quadruple bottle of champagne. It's Christmas sorted out, isn't it? Well, it's because he's getting it given ahead of the uh, televised game versus Scum. So basically everyone's drunk everything right up to and including Christmas. Then he can restock his, his booze um, instead of having to go to the supermarket. on Sunday opening, were you saying? Well, yeah. I'm not sure if you can, still buy, can, I'm not sure if you can buy booze on a Sunday. That, no, might be a, that might be a step too far at this stage. But anyway, he's going to have four bottles of champagne in one handy vessel. And a check to take home with him. He um, needs one of those massive glasses, doesn't he? That holds like an entire bottle. Then it's then turn that Jeroboam into four glasses worth. And spe- yeah, speaking of that bloody scum game, did you notice that the kickoff time has been nudged again? We were moved at what was it four o'clock? They had us playing at on the 29th because Dumbo was on telly, followed by Carry On Spying, I believe it was. Yes, the TV schedules. Looking forward to watching both of those. Might not catch the full Carry On Spying because I'll be on my way to Ellen Road. So I'm after Saturday. Uh, Video recorder mm-hmm. for that. Watch that on tape when I get back. And then just leave it running straight through and watch us beat Man United, presumably. Um, but yeah, they've moved it by five minutes to five to four because they, obviously they don't want to run those adverts or Dumbo's finishing a bit sooner or whatever, you know. They need to get it finished in time for Euclid Frames and uh, that sort of thing, don't they? I mean, I do worry that people will miss the first five minutes if they don't miss the entire first half because you're used to games kicking off at three and it's like with... The Sunday scheduling now when the game is kicking off at 2.55, I do worry about people turning up expecting it to kick off at 3. And this, when you've announced it at 4, you know, we could be falling a lot by the time people get into the ground. I expect we will be. Just to deal with the events of this weekend then, um, back to the start of December as we are now, the results from elsewhere in Division 1. Villa have beaten Man City 3-1, which has a bearing on the top of the table actually, because Man City were closest to us, weren't they, in the league in third place behind Man United. Everton have bounced back from us, uh, beating them twice by beating West Ham 4-0. Uh, we obviously won at Luton with Man United thumping Coventry 4-0 on the same day, so that victory very, very important. Norwich 3 all against uh, Palace. We've got QPR 1, Sheffield United 0, Sheffield Wednesday 3, Chelsea 0, uh, Southampton one all with Liverpool, Spurs beating Notts County 2-1, same score, Wimbledon versus Oldham, and then the, uh, the Sunday game, Forest 3-2 versus Arsenal, leaves us still top of the league with 19 games played. So we're coming round to the halfway mark of the season now. Uh, we've only lost one game. We've won 12, we've drawn six. We've accrued 42 points at the top. That's good. That's more points mm. than any other team's got. It's it, kind of annoying that Man United keep winning. It is, but we keep winning. As long as we keep doing that, we'll be fine because they're, uh, they're a point behind us, but they still have that, that game in hand, which is the, the slightly annoying thing when you look at it. You can never quite settle into top spot, can you, when they've got that game in hand? But as they always say, it's better to have the points on the board than needing to get them afterwards. So what are you doing on uh, December the 14th? You going shopping in town, maybe do a little bit of Christmas shopping, or are you going to go to Ellen Road and watch us play Spurs? Probably that. Yep. Yeah, I reckon so. Maybe you could go check out the new shop in the Burton Arcade mm. that's just opened. Buy yourself a replica shirt, maybe even a tracksuit, something like that. Some drinking mugs. That's the sort of thing I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm looking I'm in the market for at Christmas. Well, let's hope Santa brings you something nice because we're getting ever so close now and we will reconvene. Ellen Road, Spurs, the visitors, middle of December. We'll see you then. The Matchball. 